Amen. Thank you all. Very good. Welcome everybody that is watching online, those that will be watching online eventually. Uh, welcome everybody that is here. I trust you all had a very happy Thanksgiving and plenty of food. Um, it is good to see those that are here here. Um, we are it's beginning Advent, and as I shared with the kids, we are going to do a series based off the grant. So our next four weeks, I'm going to be reading uh, the different portions that I've diced up in the book, and then our message is going to go along with that also. So, as before we begin, let us pray. Dear Lord, I pray that you'd guide the meditations of my, my heart and the words of my mouth, that each one that is gathered here today, those that are listening at home, watching at home, Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would have us receive what you need us to receive. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Scripture this morning comes out of uh, chapter 1 of uh, the Gospel of John, uh, verses 1 through 9. Listen for the word of the Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and the life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. This is the word of God for the people of God. So as we begin, we come off this holiday weekend, um, Thanksgiving, and we kind of prepare and head into Advent and the Christmas season. Um, as the song goes about Christmas, it's the hap, hap, happiest time of the year, Right? And there's a lot of joy and there's happiness, there's fellowship, there's a lot of things going on. Family and friends, parties, holiday parties, work parties, a lot of dinners, a lot of gatherings, a lot of festivities. Uh, we think of Norman Rockwell paintings when we think of our families and our gatherings. Um, there's a lot of points of light that we can say comes with this season. But, as we know from our story, The Grinch, not everyone enjoys Christmas. Many times, uh, there's pain associated, with, there's bad memories, there's, there's things that go with it. Um, as we think about the story of The Grinch, uh, Jim Carrey's version, if you've seen that version of The Grinch, they kind of go back in time and try to fill in why the Grinch doesn't like Christmas. Give, them, uh, give us a backstory for his hatred of Christmas. So I want to share a little clip with you from the Grinch, Jim Carrey's version. Getting into that, I wanted to watch the whole thing. <laughs> so we, we see in this clip that it gives us a little background in the story of the Grinch that one possible reason why he had pain associated with Christmas because of his humiliation as a little child, and he was trying to, he had the spirit, 
and then he was humiliated. And so he had pain according to this version. And and the reason we bring that up, and and I want to highlight that today, is because in Christmas, as I said, there's a lot of points of light. And a lot of people, we're we're, we're drawn into the light, and it, it lifts us up, and we can catch that, as we say, Christmas spirit. But at the same time, when the light is brighter, when we talk about the Christmas spirit and the light of that spirit is in our homes, in our churches, in the community, you see physical lights out in our neighborhoods. But when that spirit shines brighter, when, when a light of joy shines, it can also contrast with the darkness greater. And so those people that are in pain are suffering when they are in the light of someone else's joy, it can make it that much worse. And there can be a lot of pain in joy. We know that it's not all rosy. um, There's a lot of darkness in the world. There's a lot of, and that's just in a normal Christmas. And then you put on, you add on to that, uh, the pandemic and all that has happened from that, the financial implications, the political climate in our country, the division in our country. And so, you, you know, the, that's one of the things at Thanksgiving, hopefully this didn't happen to anybody, the Thanksgiving table, everybody gets a little nervous when something about politics gets brought up. But there's, a, there, there's always darkness in the world. This is, this is not heaven. So there's sin and there's darkness. And there's darkness in people's lives. A lot of people are going through things. Some people, when you come into Christmas, and maybe especially this year, are struggling financially. And so when people talk about presence and the joy of presence, uh, maybe a mom or dad or somebody, all they feel is the stress and the weight of their financial problems. And that just adds more pressure to their situation. There's a lot of people, uh, drug use and, and alcoholism has increased over the last year and a half drastically in many cases. Suicides have increased drastically over the last year and a half. And so maybe a holiday party is a festivity for many of us and we're happy to see it, but maybe somebody goes in there and all they see for their loved one is dangerous temptation to maybe fall off the wagon or end up back where they are. Maybe it's the first time a family is apart due to a separation or a divorce. Maybe someone's I know several people that are struggling with illnesses, some terminal. And then maybe this is the first time in my family, I have my mom close to me, is, is going to be a hard season for her because maybe it's the first Christmas without a loved one. So there's a lot of darkness in the world. And, and that's why I wanted to do this one at the beginning of Advent. It's not going to be a dark Christmas or a Grinch Christmas, but it's just important for us as Christians not to romanticize stuff too, 
to the point that we forget what the world is really like. We tend to romanticize stuff. I was listening to this podcast while I was driving, and it's these three Episcopal um, pastors. Um, it's a long story, but I enjoy listening to them. And they were, ta- he was, they were talking about this idea of cozy and romanticizing their memories. He goes, I was re- re- reminiscing with my mother, and I talked with her about how me, me and my two other brothers would go out and I described it like a Norman Rockwell. We would go out and play in the snow for hours and come in and, and sit by the fire and have hot chocolate. And he said, my mom interrupted me. She goes, what are you talking about? You guys went out for 15 minutes and came in screaming all the time. So we tend to gravitate towards the light, right? When we, when we put our... Um, uh, all our stuff on Facebook, it's always the best possible position and, and it, it, the, we, we see the best of everybody. You know, we, I don't know if they still, we still do that. The, before Facebook, it was the, the family letter where you would tell, send it off to all your relatives and tell them how great your family was doing. You didn't add in the struggles and the other stuff that was going on. But it's important for us to understand our scripture says the light, it doesn't say the light came into the light. It says the light came into the darkness. And that's where the hope is. that For us to minimize the darkness and to kind of um, live in a fantasy, which we tend to want to put ourselves in, we're not, we can't be the body of Christ like we should be the body of Christ. So often we preach the gospel in a way that's like a self-help um, book to improve your life and improve your character and, and, and improve your family and all your relations. It does that, but that's not the primary message of the gospel. The primary message of the gospel is the light came into the darkness. And it's that contrast of light and darkness that is the good news. And we are called to be a light, a city on a hill, a shining light that all can see. And we, if we have Christ in us, are to go out into the world and to bring light into other people's darkness. But if we try to pretend everything is light, then we're going to miss people. We're going to miss things when there's people all around us that are struggling in some type of darkness. Many of us in here, you know, there's nobody that's not affected by some struggle, whether it be your own or a family member's. But we're called to preach reality, not the fantasy, not the self-help. That all is good and all, I mean, just look at all our, all the Christmas commercials, right? Boy, they have the ideal couple or the ideal family and, and oh, look, honey, um, there's a Lexus in the driveway. I was like, how many people can relate to that? I can't relate to that. But it's always this perfect scenario. And that's not always how it is. There's a lot of darkness, and we're called to be the light. 
And we need to understand that that scripture tells us that Jesus is the light, the life, and what we hope for. I was talking to my wife, and we were watching a, a commercial, and it was very generic about holiday, happy holidays. I said, we, we've, we've just drummed the context, the core of the message out, and we just celebrate us now. Right? We just celebrate us and family. And it's, you should celebrate family, but that's not why the season exists. We, we, we've taken the meat out, the core, the message, and now we can just have a happy holiday season. And I'm not big on semantics about, you know, Christmas. I'm, I'm big on the content of the message of the reason for our hope is Jesus Christ. He is the hope that comes in. And that's one of the lessons of the Grinch. Because what happens in the Grinch is that his heart is transformed. It is transformed. And that is the hope and the good news of Jesus Christ, that one by one our hearts can be transformed and that we can transform the world. Where there is darkness, we can bring light. Where there is evil, we can bring goodness. Where there is division, we can bring unity. And I, I can't do that on my own. On my own, in the flesh, I tend to add to the division. I tend to, uh, you know, add to the darkness. But Christ in me, the light of Christ that came into the world and comes into our hearts and to our lives, I can understand that. That's what I'm called to do. It's not just about making my life better and my relationships better. That I, as a follower of Christ who have received the life and the light of Christ, and to re I'm to reach out and share the light with those that are struggling in darkness. And we can't forget about them as we go into this season. The best thing we can do is to reach out to someone we know that is hurting for some reason. That's what our Christmas should be. That, that should be our Christmas list, right? When we say Christmas list, we say, all right, here's my list of things that I want. Here's, here's a list that is all about me. A Christian Christmas list should be, who do I know that's going to struggle this holiday? Who's having financial problems that I might be able to help? Who's going through a Christmas for the first time without a loved one? Who's struggling with their marriage? Who's struggling with addiction? Who is struggling in the darkness that I can reach out to? That is the best present, the most appropriate present for a follower of Christ. To be the light in the darkness. And there is great hope. I mean, that's the hope of our scripture. That's the hope of, of this season, that yes, this is a dark world. Yes, we do struggle in darkness. Yes, we are sinners and we fall short and none of us are who we should be and none of us do what we're all supposed to do all the time. Uh, and the list goes on about the darkness in the world, but that's, if we understand the darkness, that makes the contrast of the coming light that much more glorious. 
that the light has come into the darkness. And what's it say? And the darkness shall not overcome it. So this, as we come into Advent, as we begin this new year, think about who you can be the light to this holiday. Who needs a little light of God's grace and mercy and love from you? Because we all have different people, we all have different circles. Who can you be the light to this Christmas season? That is what our candle is about, represents today. When we're the light in someone's darkness, that brings hope. The hope of Jesus Christ. The light that has come into the darkness of this world. Be the light. Let us pray. Dear Lord, as we come to your table, we are reminded that you came into this world that we might have life and that we might have it abundantly. And you came to bless us with salvation and redemption, but not for ourselves alone, that we could share the good news with others. You are the light that has come into the darkness, and as your children, we are children of light. Help us to be that light in this dark world. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.